Welcome home, everyone. Thank you for joining in on this episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Welcome Home is a podcast where I, your host Josh, sit down for a conversation with different people who I admire and discuss whatever's on their mind, and especially focus on life at home in times like this. Wherever you are and however you're listening, thank you for your support, and once again, welcome home. Thank you for joining in on this week's episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Um, We are moving through February now. I'm trying to think. This episode will come out... This won't be the last episode of February. It'll be second to last. Um, But uh, I hope everyone is enjoying this month, enjoying the last uh, couple weeks of winter, at least here in Tennessee. I know it's supposed to heat up here in a little bit, but... Uh, I wanted to start off by thanking everyone who supports the show and supports the Katina's ministry. Uh, I say this a lot, but I really do mean it, that this show would not be possible if it weren't for our partners and the people who support us. So truly from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much to all of you out there who support us financially uh, and believe in what we're doing. Uh, it, It means a lot to me personally to have so many people who... Um, support us and um, really invest into into what we do and invest into our mission. So thank you for that. And if you want to become a partner, uh, the best way to do that is to go to thekatinas.com. On their website, you'll see a give button. You just click on that and it'll take you where you need to go. Uh, so thank you in advance for doing that. I uh, really appreciate it. And if you do do that, uh, I guarantee you'll get an email from me as that's part of my new, one of the roles uh, uh, that I'm filling in my new job with the Katina. So I'd be, I'll, I'll be really excited to talk to all of you out there who um, listen to the show and support the Katina. So thanks so much. All right. Well, today we have a returning guest. And if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see it's my lovely cousin, Callie Katina. Callie, thank you so much for being here. Of course. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Really excited to have you here. I think we were just talking before I started recording. It's been like at least six months since I had you on. So I'm excited to catch up with you and uh, see what's been going on with you. Um, For the people who may have never heard you on an episode before, I'd like to ask you, Cal, if you could just introduce yourself, um, tell us a little bit about yourself Mm -hmm. and maybe tell us who your dad is, whatever you know the deal. (laughs) Yes, yes. My name is Callie Katina. I am Yeti's third daughter. So um, I'm the middle child and every bit of a middle child, I would say. Um, I live here in Nashville. I'm over on the west side in this area called The Nations, they call it now. It's, I guess, fairly a new area and I love it. I work in the city. I enjoy it. I also come down a lot more than I would think Mm -hmm. (laughs) just to be with family. So it's nice to be close to family. It's my favorite part about still being close. But yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This morning I was actually at your parents' house uh, because my dad and the uncles were in, they were recording some vocals. 
and I walked in. I talked with your mom. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Auntie Kathy if Hi you're guys. listening. Uh, and then I walked up and I heard, hello, Josh. <laughs> and you and Courtney were, <laughs> you and we Courtney love were it. down there. And I was really excited <laughs> to see you guys. That was a great way to start it's, the day. Oh, I'm so glad. It's so funny because we get there and you have, I'm sure, the same experience with your parents, but... They don't like when we leave. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I get there and they're like, okay, will you stay? I'm like, yeah. well, I guess. Gosh, sure. And then we just, it's the best that we have slow mornings. We all have the day off. So it felt mm-hmm. like old times in a lot yeah. of ways. And I love that everyone just comes through. You literally never know who you're going to see coming out of all of our homes, mm-hmm. our parents' homes. So right. it's just the best. It's like mini reunions every time yeah. you go. So it's I love fu- that. <laughs> it's funny you say that because, you know, my parents, the house I grew up and is like five minutes from here. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, maybe a month ago or so, I went, I was at my parents' house. I don't remember why, mm-hmm. but I thought, I'm going to go to my old bedroom. Yeah. And I went in, and they didn't tell me that they had turned my bedroom into a nursery. No. For, Did they really? Yes, oh, for that's my so nephew. Sweet. And so um, <laughs> my bedroom is, it doesn't look like my bedroom at anymore. All. And, at all. But I'm oh. happy that it's being repurposed for so Josiah. Sweet. Um, but yeah, it's funny, like just going back to the house I grew up in and oh seeing gosh. it is changing. And, yeah. Um, but it's a, definitely a blessing to still live close to my parents. I and I'm, I'm sure you feel the same. It's but so true. Yeah. It's a good place to go and reset yes retreat yeah it's like an oasis for sure i totally feel that well cal as a returning guest um you know that for first time guests i have three questions Mm -hmm. that i ask but for returning guests i only have one and the question that i'm going to ask you is um intentionally Mm open-ended and i want you to feel comfortable answering it however you'd like um because I like for my guests to lead the conversation of our show. So your question is this, Cal, what is going on at home? Wowie. Um, since the last time I've been here, I feel like it's similar and also very different. Mm. I have the same position at work. I did get a promotion that I'm excited wow, about. Thank you. I did not know that. Honestly, the story is kind of funny because I for real thought I was getting fired. Oh, wow. and then, so I go into long story short, I'm going into an 80 minute and I typically I'm an esthetician, by the way. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, I typically have 50 minute facials. That's basically just baseline how it is. But this time I had an 80 minute and my manager comes up to me in the break room in front of everyone and is like, hey, can I talk to you really fast Ooh. after your 80 minute? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh! and my dad and I share the same pet peeve. Like when people are like, can I talk to you? Yeah. I'm like, just, just say it. Like, uh-huh. can we just have the conversation? Cause then you're like pit in your stomach. You're so worried. You're like, I'm getting fired. Mm-hmm. Like I think <laughs> it's a trauma response. Mm-hmm. I learned, but you like prepare for the worst. So if anything happens, like you're fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm like, sure. And I, that's never happened to me before. Like not one time have they been like, Hey, if they need anything from me, they'll just mention anyways. So they're like, okay. And I'm like, yeah, of course. So the, of course the whole 80 minutes, I'm like, what did I do? Like, is someone mad? Did mm-hmm. I do a really bad facial? <laughs> is someone like so upset? And so then I go in there and they're like, we just wanted to say we're really proud of 
all of your progress and what you've done while you've been here. And I'm like, oh my gosh, (laughs) I'm like going to throw up. I'm so worried. Um, But yeah, they were like, we would really like you to start training people. You're just a really great personality. It was so humbling and so kind, but oh my gosh, I was mortified. I was so scared, but thank you. I, I, so I'm transitioning into that and I think like any type of management position makes me feel so worried Mm -hmm. and excited, I guess, at the same time, because, you know, starting a new job anywhere is so nerve wracking for anyone. And so I do love that I get to be a face that hopefully brings a lot of like peace to Mm -hmm. someone that's that's starting. And so and I just still feel like a rookie. I've Mm -hmm. only been doing this two years now. And I'm like, are you sure? Literally in my I was like, I don't. I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know everything. And sure. they're like, no, it's fine. So I'm kind of gearing up for that. Um, Bina, my roommate and I's, um, our lease is up in July. And okay. so I'm just praying and meditating and doing all the things in preparation for that. But yeah. I just want to jet for a year. Mm-hmm. And she's moving to New York. I would love to move New to York New York. New York City? Yeah. Sabrina is? Sabrina is. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so I would love to be there. And I'm like, I'm only going to be this young once. Why mm-hmm. not? You know? And so I'm kind of just dreaming in this mm. season. And I'm really excited about it and nervous and all the things. So so are yeah. you considering moving I would love with her? to. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's totally. Awesome. I know. Exciting. Thank you. I'm really excited. But also... I think with any type of change, it's exciting and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose it. Like, it's scary to think about that, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think you should always just like, you know, branch out and be open to things. And in the season of my life, I'm like, nothing's really holding me here. I mean, my family obviously is the biggest thing. I hung out with my mom this morning and we went on a walk and went to lunch and she was praying and she's like, and God, just close any door of Cali moving. (laughs) And she's so funny, but it's true. It's like... I think even when I talk to people and I'm like, oh yeah, born and raised here, I'm still here. It's like wild to think of the 26 years that we have Mm -hmm. both been here. I mean, we've seen this city blow up in front of our face. It's not the same Nashville or Franklin we grew Mm -hmm. up in. And so, yeah, it's it's an exciting time, but it's also like wild and scary and all the emotions. Yeah. Yeah. I often, I never thought I'd be living here in Franklin. Yeah. Uh, I'm 26. I'm turning 27 this year. And I was born in Nashville, 30 minutes from here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know. I just never thought I would like stay here. Right. But just the way things have worked out, this is yeah. where I am. And totally. for the time being, I don't really see myself leaving. Yeah. But um, I definitely can understand like I had the desire when I was younger to yeah. like I can't wait to leave this place totally and like yeah see experience something new for and sure what I want to ask you what is yeah. it about New York that attracts you I love the madness mm. I love it I yeah. love the camaraderie around just the spirit in in New York and how I think the reality is you're not a hustler if you're living there mm-hmm. like you are absolute I'm sorry you're not not a hustler right. if you're living there like everyone is hustling. Mm -hmm. Like I, I've gone super often recently because it feels, even though it's like, I guess, quote unquote, exhausting to just be there and be on the subway. And like, I love to just go by myself and figure it out. Mm -hmm. And my dad hates it, but I love it. And it just makes me feel alive. Like I love that everyone is hustling. Like there's such a miss. I don't know. I feel, I feel like people misunderstand like 
just the New York way and how direct people are. And I'm like, bro, they have like so many places to be. Everyone's right. hustling. Like everyone's really kind there. I mean, I feel like a lot of people are. They're just very direct and they don't have time for the fluff like we do yeah. in the South. And I so, totally agree. Right? Yeah. I'm like, ew, people are so cool there. They're just hustlers and they have to be. Like yeah. you have to be cutthroat, I feel like, to survive. And so I think what draws me to, to the city is it's so the opposite of everything I'm used to down mm. here. Like yeah. it's... It's exciting to me and I love that. And I'm just like, when else in my life am I going to be able to just jet and, and do that? Sure. So it feels scary, but I think the really great things in life are also scary and bring those emotions. That's so, totally true, Cal. I, yeah. I think um, when I think about like just different lifestyles that yeah. are available, like specifically in the United States, right? like you have city life suburban life mm -hmm. which is what kind of i'm living right now and then rural if yes living on a farm <laughs> shout out to all the farmers we thank love you it. for our food yeah <laughs> um but as far as city life goes mm -hmm. in the u.s i feel like cities over the last few years have gotten a lot of um bad press yes um some for some good reasons and some not good reasons 100%. but i think as far as cities go I feel like New York has like kind of nailed what city life can be. Totally. Um, when I think about New York, like some of the New York city, some of the things I enjoy about it is one, you can walk everywhere. everywhere. Like you it don't does. have to have a car. You can walk. No. Yeah. Anything you need, you can walk. Um, totally. The, and then if you can't walk, they have great public transport. <laughs> yes. Um, I love the subway. I know. Isn't it that, the best? Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think the subway is exciting. It's the best. I'm sure yeah. if you live there and you're taking the subway all the time, it probably gets old just like anything. But, of course. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think New York like is about as good as a city can get I as totally far as agree. just the lifestyle. I and I love that... Um, I mean, you know our friends, Rachel and Sebastian. Yes. One of my favorite things about... They lived in Queens, New York. Yep. Um, and I've... I, Alexis and I went and visit them, visited them a couple of times. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I loved about being in Queens was just hearing all the different languages that when I'm walking Absolutely. on the street and like... I just felt like, wow, I'm really in like a yeah. melting pot 100%. of different backgrounds and cultures yes. and all that stuff. And I... There's not that many places on the planet where you can go that no. have all that no. available on one street corner. Literally, so absolutely. That's and exciting. I, I Yeah, I totally agree. And I love Williamson County. I will die for Wilco forever. But <laughs> I do think that that's something we truly missed as kids. And I'm True. super, I feel like we're so blessed to to where we traveled so much as kids that we knew that's not how the world was. Right. Like we went to the West coast so much. We saw all of our poly family so often that we just knew, but I think there's such a difference between that and like completely being submerged in that in mm -hmm. your day to day. Yeah. And so I, th I have a really strong belief that in kind of in the same way, like everyone should be required to live in the city once mm. like any city, because yeah. I feel like you see firsthand, like, oh, these laws and these things that we vote on like actually directly affect these people that are our friends and sure. neighbors and gentrification is really hard and it happens to the people next door. And so it's like that times 10 in sure. New York, you know, it's yeah. like, gosh, perspective is everything. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, we're all the same. We want the same things. Mm -hmm. And 
it's just so cool to be so submerged in like tons of different, I love that too. Like walking into a place and there's seven different languages, like that's literally how the world is, you know? And so it's so cool to feel like you're a part of something bigger and everyone, I don't know. I just love the diversity. I love like the communal feeling that you have. Mm -hmm. One of my best friends, Maddie just moved there and she's in Brooklyn and (laughs) she's just incredible, born and raised here. And she's like, no, let me tell you, it smacks you in the face a few times. Yeah. Like, and that's just how it is. Like mm-hmm. you just mob through it and you figure it out. And it's just like, what better way to grow as an individual? Yeah. I mean, it's intense way of growing right. definitely, but I just think it's so fun too. Mm-hmm. It's like the best place to be. Yeah. Yeah. I've been thinking a lot. This is a little off subject, but yeah. I've been thinking a lot about the concept of loving your neighbor mm-hmm. and you know, I live in a neighborhood, but if I like, this is just, I'm confessing. (laughs) I don't know any of my neighbor's names. Like the people, the, the lady who lives right over (laughs) there, she, I wave at her and everything, but I don't know her name and people cross the street. I know that they have a baby because I see them carrying it (laughs) on their, but I don't have a relationship with my neighbors. Mm -hmm. Like literally the people who live next to me, um, I feel like in a place like New York, like that's almost unavoidable because everyone's living on top of each other. Literally. And you like you really have to we should all practice loving our neighbors. But in New York, I feel like you have a great opportunity to love your neighbor. (laughs) Too easy. Because your neighbor's right there. Literally the other side of the wall. You have a lot of them. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. They're probably like There's probably more people that live in apartment buildings oh in New York than live in Williamson County. Easily, yeah. easily. And um, it's wild. It's just a, it's a, such a unique way to live. I and know. if you do end up going there, Kyle, I'm definitely going to come out. You and better, you, you better. Be That's yeah. the hardest thing. And the older I get, the more I realize how just insane it is to have such a sweet support system that we have in our family, and to be equally as close with like everyone, like. Sure. I just, I see people every single day and the amount of of people, we all come from broken families, that's no secret, but the amount of people that just have no support system, it's just so wild to me. And it's been put into perspective for me time and time again, how lucky we are. So that's what makes it so hard. Like, oh, I don't want to miss birthdays. I don't want to miss babies and weddings. We have something like that monthly. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's been really hard for me to like wrap my mind around being away from something that feels so comforting to me and has my entire life. Mm -hmm. And I know that doesn't change the distance, but it does feel like my sister, obviously, for example, lives in ATL and Mm -hmm. that's been really hard. Like you think about doing all these things and it's exciting, of course, and I do have to do what's best for me at the end of the day, of course. And we all support that in each other, but like just what we find in one another for me has just been so amazing and so special. And Again, something that feels so hard, but we're good at what we do, staying yeah. close regardless of where we are. So as far as okay. as far as like work goes, yeah. would, do you think you'd want to be doing like the same thing you're doing now? I or? do, yeah. I do. Um, what's really great about the city, because I've of course had to do all my research with that and stuff, is my my license will now just transfer because I've been practicing as long as I have. Okay. Um, and literally there's a spa in every corner in New York. So what's hard though is 
of course it's the New York way and everything is so fast paced. They're like, okay, great. Well, well, when can you be here? Can you be here tomorrow? Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, well this is like in the summer. And like, that's just the reality of the city. The same with housing. It's like, great. Can you move in tomorrow? Uh Because that's when this is available. Uh So it's like hard to feel like I really want to plan for this and not really be able to plan for it because literally you sign a lease within days and you're moving, you're like moving in. So that's what feels crazy. It's not like anywhere else in the world where you can just be like, okay, this is my timeline. So Mm -hmm. I've gone up and done some feelers and things like that, but it's definitely going to be just something where I decide a month or two months beforehand and just get the ball rolling and do it, you know? So that's exciting. Yeah. This is, uh, so I want to ask you about your work. Uh Like what is the, cause you, you have a, a license yep. to do so what's the process like to get a license to be a licensed esthetician yeah so it's a six-month program here every state has different requirements okay. of hours so that was definitely something i had to look into and then after that they allow you just to transfer your license after you've been practicing a certain okay. amount of time some states are like zero hours it feels like like states like florida where there's cruise ships all the time and they just like are hammering them out are there estheticians on cruises literally yes yes and their requirement is like 300 hours or something crazy like that because they're just like hammering them out Uh they're going they're doing the thing and so that feels crazy to me but obviously different states depending on different laws cosmetology is the same way um they fluctuate with with the hours of how much you need, what they're allowing you to be able to transfer, things like that. So, so in your education, like, mm-hmm. are, is it like more practical? Like, are you actually working on people's skin, or is it yes. more theory? Like learning the science behind so three months of it typically is theory and Mm -hmm. then i guess maybe more like four months of it i went full time there's options where you go for a year and you're just doing night classes things like that so um with our with our program it was i guess maybe more like four months theory and theory beauty school is a whole thing don't even get me started but it is just like like are you learning like is it does it feel like biology class? It or feels is it like, like that. Yeah. yeah, it was a lot of anatomy in the beginning, uh-huh. and and then you get into the massage, and then you get into client care, and then you even get into like, there is even a chapter about. I was like, why are we? Are, is this like for real that we're doing this right now? But like, just like how to speak to clients, which mm. I'm like, oh well, of course, like that's a thing. I just didn't think yeah. that was going to be something that was built into theory, yeah. which felt interesting interesting to me because I was like. It's just silly. Like, I mean, that, that sounds like a big uh, yeah. part of the job. Oh, like, totally, yeah. totally. And so then, yeah, the last, <laughs> the last two months were like hands on, which was just a whole thing in itself. Because yeah. here we are in Brentwood, Tennessee, and some of these women were coming in there like it was just the Four Seasons, and they were gonna get all the things, and mm-hmm. we're like, sister girl, this is literally a school, like eyebrows would be waxed off there would be like really bad i mean it's beauty school it's where Uh literally we learn and so i'm just saying like my experience there could have been a full-blown like reality show Mm. it was just insane and i loved it it was great i mean whenever you put that many women in any type of any human i should say men or women but it was just intense and there's a lot of different personalities and 
It was a whole thing. I was entertained the entire time. All that to say, I loved I'm it. Sure. I loved it I too. I feel like there needs to be like, maybe there is. 100%. I feel like there could be a reality show. A hundred percent. Beauty school. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Like you hear the term like beauty school dropout yeah. and you hear things like, oh, ha, ha. but I'm like, no, it's a thing. Like yeah. it is bonkers. Like well, some of the stories I could tell you, you'd be like, no, that, no, that <laughs> didn't happen. I'm like, no. Wow. hundred percent. Well, let me ask you this. Okay. Cal, because. So I'm trying to think. I maybe was 23 or 24 Yeah. when Alexis, who was my girlfriend at the time, she bought me some facial uh, <laughs> cleanser and moisturizer Love. and exfoliation, exfoliator or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And so... My skincare routine is when I'm in the shower, not every time I shower, but maybe half the yeah. time, um, I'll use a, mm-hmm. I don't Exfoliant? know. Yeah. Yes. No, not oh, that. I'm so Just sorry. a scrub. Okay. I don't know. I scrub my face with this soap that Alexis gets me. Okay. And then I get out of the shower and I put moisturizer on my yes. face. Yes. But Love I want to ask you, Cal, because I, I feel like we have a lot of men who watch the show. Mm-hmm. and listen to the show mm-hmm. and i'm sure there's guys out there who they're like man i wish i took better care of my skin yes so from the like can you give us a basic like low budget what should <laughs> us men be doing to take <gasps> care of our skin this. okay um well here's the reality because I have, this is what's the best about the beauty industry and even self-care is it's just evolved that I have like a fair amount of male clients Mm. that are very serious Mm -hmm. about their skincare and I'm here for it and I love it. Um, But I think that for one, obviously everyone's skin is different. Mm -hmm. And two, you want to find something that's going to be easy enough that you're going to be consistent because consistency is the biggest thing. So just a cleanser. Let's start with there. The morning routine doesn't have to be that long. Mm-hmm. Just a quick, you know, water on the face, nothing crazy. You don't even have to cleanse in the morning. You can mm-hmm. if you would like to. If you Is it be okay extra. to do it in the shower like it's, I do it? It's, or should don't we? recommend it, okay, but it's okay. fine. Listen, that's if that's know. the only way you're doing it, we love it. That's okay. a fantastic. So it shouldn't be. I say it's okay. I mean. To each its own. Um, But okay, the morning, just a quick vitamin C serum has antioxidants, helps prevent sun exposure, sun damage, things like that, things that age us. So it's the number one thing you can be using for aging. A good SPF and moisturizer. Nothing crazy. You can do that. SPF, you know, 30, 50. So so we should, yeah, you can just, you're good. So... Should we be putting on sunscreen every day? Joshi, a hundred percent. Yes. Literally, that. if you think you're not gonna see the sun, I'm gonna show you pictures after this and you're gonna be really mortified. Okay. If you think you're not, you know, being affected by the sun, you should see pictures of like uh, truck drivers, people that spend time even like near the sun, and it's really serious mm. and legit. Also, not to mention melanoma is not our friend. Mm-hmm. We don't want that. So it's literally the number one thing you can be doing for anti-aging. So are there, um, are there like scrubs or cleansers that have sunscreen in them? There or? are moisturizers with it, okay. 100%. Okay. Yes, which with a two-in-one, we all love a good two-in-one yes. that you don't have to think about two different mm-hmm. things. But yes, short okay. answer is 100%. Find you one that 
just has 30, 50 is even better. Uh-huh. And then evening gets a little bit more challenging for everyone. It should be your longer routine. So cleanser, you should be exfoliating two to three times a week. There, There's no product that is actually going to be penetrating the skin unless you're exfoliating. So huh. two to three times a week, chemical exfoliants are better for the skin. And then things like retinol, heavier nighttime creams, hyaluronic acid should be uh, used in the evening. I wow. know it's a lot. I've never heard of anything that <laughs> you just said. I don't. It's a lot. I don't know. That seems counterintuitive to me that you should be cleaning more before you go to sleep because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm just laying in bed. But that's when the magic happens. That's when everything, okay. you know, really penetrates deep into the skin barrier. You're getting all the things, you know. Uh-huh. The morning is when you want to be doing your preventatives, definitely. Your SPF. Interesting. Well, this is great to learn. <laughs> um, maybe I'll talk to you afterwards. Okay, about yeah, I'll get you some stuff on the little Yeah, my, happy So too. Alexis has, she's very dedicated to her skincare she routine. She has the best skin, yes. Every morning and night I see her, she... She spends a lot of time in front of the mirror washing her face. And I always give her a hard time because I just use hot water and oh, soap gosh. maybe. Um, but I I have learned, like living with a woman has taught me that there are, there's a lot more that you can be doing for your skin. I'm telling you. That's interesting. I'm yeah. telling you. Well, thanks for walking me through that. Happy fellas, <laughs> if you need more recommendations, hit up Callie. Yeah, let me know. Um, well, Kyle, that is exciting. Um, yes, thank you. Let's see. I've talked to you about your plans on possibly moving. Mm-hmm. Talked to you about work. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about... Okay, this is one thing that I wanted to talk to you about before you came over was... Yes. Um, I've always known you, Cal, as someone who has uh, a lot of friends and mm-hmm. good friends. Mm-hmm. And... Um, one thing, so you and Sabrina came over for the Super Bowl, actually, mm-hmm. and we watched the Super Bowl with you. So and I just thought it was really cool that I was, th- when we were there, I was thinking about, man, Callie's been friends with Sabrina for a long time. And um, you guys, are, you live together, obviously, mm-hmm. you guys are still good friends. But yes. I want to talk to you just about friendships in general. Like, do you feel... I feel like in high school you had a lot of friends when we were younger. Mm -hmm. Do you still feel that way? Do you still feel like you have a lot of friends or how has that changed? Yeah, I I feel like I have um, maybe different categories of friends that I really do try to keep up with. And I believe that obviously every relationship should very much be two-sided. And Mm -hmm. it's really hard to maintain close friendships is what I've learned in my adulthood. I think there's friendships that, you know, we still feel like we're so close, even though we might talk once a month and mm-hmm. once every other month. And yeah, I guess it really has changed since I've aged a little. I think obviously life is insane for everyone and yeah. everyone has their own thing. But um, I think I really do value my relationships. I understand that they take a lot of work. Like I, I think what I've learned within my friendships is it it does, it's time consuming, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's been hard for me, honestly, recently because the grind is so real and just the life and day to day is really hard. So, um, it's definitely changed through the years, but I think once you've poured into someone for so long and once you just have that mutual connection and, 
um, you know, I guess just establish the foundation in a deep friendship. It doesn't really matter how long or how often you talk. And so, yeah, I think I, I try to be really intentional of how I'm fostering my relationships. I've always been that way. And I think I also realize the importance of having people in your corner. Mm -hmm. So it's changed. Yeah. My Mm -hmm. friends have moved away. I have really close ones that have moved away and that's been really, really hard. And especially ones that I would just hang with all the time or I could text last minute. My friend Maddie, I mentioned earlier, moved away and it, it's just so there's things in adulthood that you don't really realize are going to be so challenging for you emotionally until you experience them. And so Maddie was like my girl. We just Mm. like mob together all the time. I could text her at any time. Like, Hey, you want to just go grab lunch really fast or like go and she was like always down yeah. so and we li- actually lived together for a little bit too cool. when I was in Green Hills but yeah it's definitely changed but I think it it has been something that has been a part of just my core values and the importance of doing life is like fostering relationships that feed you and where you feel like you're mutually still you know gaining positivity from and so it's been really hard with work but also yeah. I do value my friendships and I really do believe that it's so important to have your people in your corner. Sure. For sure. Are you still making new friends? Yeah. Yeah. All the time. Where do you make new friends? This at? is so funny. Do you know where my besties come from recently? Um, and I don't know. I think cause my job is such a unique place. Like my, my work mm-hmm. a lot of times yeah. is like, and it's so funny because people are like, are we allowed to be friends outside of this? I'm like, mm-hmm. girl, yeah, here's my number. Yeah. Like, not a, not a problem, of course. So I would honestly say my work, and I do spend a lot of time just in Nash, and I have my little places that I like to go to. I love going to listen to live music, so I'll mm. go and, like, meet people there. Um, and I guess a lot of times it's just friends of friends, you know, I'll go yeah. to, like, a hang, and there's just someone random. But mm-hmm. I think it is interesting making friends in your adulthood because yeah. it's just like you have your whole, like you have a whole life, a whole career. There's like, t- and I think because Nash is growing as fast as it is, there's constantly new faces here. Mm-hmm. So that makes it really fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, honestly, my work a lot of times, and a lot of times they're like not even my age, which is my favorite mm-hmm. friend. Like, so much wisdom to be gained from people older than me yeah. that I'll connect with and be like, uh-huh. totally, we can have coffee. So, kind of just everywhere i'm so my grandma jean in that way mm-hmm. that i don't really care i'm just down to talk to whoever and yeah. it's fun to make new connections yeah. but so do you consider yourself um a millennial or a gen z that's such a good question i definitely because you know you and i's years like the technically the net the last cutoff of the millennials like i don't I definitely feel like I identify more as a millennial, but there, I millennial. guess there are some things mm-hmm. that I'm like, I guess that's kind of Gen Z of me. Well, I don't know. So I was just thinking this because yeah. you said you're friends with people who aren't necessarily yeah. your age. And yeah. Just the dynamics between different generations. And did you know that there are 40 year old millennials? What? Yeah. I thought they're like 35 is the cat the, or 30, which is not that, it's not old. I, I could be wrong, but I've heard I that, like, that there are millennials who maybe this year or last year were turning 40. No way. And when I think of a 40 year old, <laughs> yeah. I don't feel like I'm in the same season of life as them. Yeah. I don't know. That's but really true. I agree with that. Like Gen Z, when I hear the conversations about Gen Z, I feel like Gen Z gets talked about more and more now because they're becoming adults yes. and like they're a part of like adult society yeah, now. Of course. And yeah. 
I don't know. A lot of times I feel like I relate more with people from Gen Z. Do you really? Yeah. I Sometimes I have a hard time with like what feels... Because millennial per se and what feels Gen Z. Yeah. Like I, no offense, Gen Z, but sometimes when I think about Gen Z, I just think of iPad kids. Yeah. And I'm like, but that wasn't our childhood. Like right. we didn't have any of that growing up. Right. Like we way more so did the like nineties kids things. Yeah. And, like I'll see the tweets with like the funny nineties toys or like sure. shows we grew up on. And that so was our childhood. So sure. I don't know. That's so interesting though. 40 year olds. That's wild. Yeah. Well, yeah. One guy. So this was just some guy on YouTube that I saw that said, <laughs> yeah. if you remember September 11th, then you're a millennial. Do you remember? I remember Me September too. 11th. Yeah. So I yeah. guess technically I am a millennial. And I do think our childhood was probably very different from Gen Z. Totally. Like Gen Z kids today. Yeah. I don't know. Like With technology alone. Like that, like we just didn't have any of that growing up. Yeah, so. we didn't. When I was like, okay, in elementary school, definitely no. Yeah. But I had a cell phone in seventh or eighth grade. I don't know, but my cell phone was not like the cell phones we have today. So <laughs> was it the one where you could only call your parents situation or was it just no, the flip so they gave thing? me so I actually had my first phone was I think it was called a rant, a Samsung rant, I'm and it was dead. one of those that like slid and had the keyboard on <laughs> no. it. Do you remember yes, those? Yes, of course. Yeah, that was my and first you were, like, cell phone. The stuff, if you yeah, that. yeah. But I also remember like <laughs> oh my, gosh. my first phone plan that I was on. I had a li- I had a limit of three hundred texts a month, so I couldn't like I had to be You're like sorry, gotta careful go. with yeah. my I had to uh, ration my text messages <laughs> oh my that gosh. I was sending out. So I wasn't like a phone kid. Like I wasn't texting all that's my friends. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. I don't feel like that side of us is. Gen Z at all. I guess maybe a little later when we got iPods and our Nintendo DS, like that's fine. Like, I guess that's more, but it is so interesting because I do feel like there's so much gray area in between Gen Zers and... I think about our younger cousins who are like in high school now or middle school now. Totally. They're definitely Gen Z. Absolutely. And I think about like how different was their childhood from mine, even though... Like, I don't feel like I'm that much older than them, to be know, honest. But I when I, I actually am. No, we are. Which is sad. But <laughs> I know. Like, our, like I know. our cousin Boston, he's graduating from high school this year. Yeah. He's 18, uh-huh. I think. Yeah, he's 18. But, so he is eight years younger than me, but his childhood was so much different from mine. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah. he had access to things that I did not have access to. So young. And he... I feel like he probably faced different challenges than I faced when yes. I was 16, 17 or 18. Oh I don't yeah. know. And like, I wonder from their perspective, like, do they feel like my cousin Josh has no idea well, what it's I like know. to be an 18 year old? <laughs> I but I feel like I'm I just 18. Well, you know, it's interesting. Cause I think about that with Krista and like V and our older cousins that mm-hmm. I'm like, I totally remember being in like middle school, I guess. And she would be, I guess she was either like later high school or like early college. And I was like, 
she is the coolest person that has ever walked this mm. earth. She's so much older than me. Right. So then I'm like, I guess they think like we're old farts. If that's how I thought of yeah. Krista, like, because it's true. I'm like, I feel like we experienced such, like even the world around us was so completely different than mm-hmm. the one that they've been experiencing through middle school, even and high school. So yeah. I think about that all the time. Like, gosh, even the climate of the world and like, everything sure. is completely different sure. so yeah i don't know i finally like recently for the first time so i'm on tiktok mm-hmm. as our our younger cousins yes. and i experienced hearing like uh lingo that kid the kid what the, the kids, kids are saying yeah, i know yes. and it was the first time i was like oh i don't know what they're talking I know. about <laughs> Because I, I like all my life, no, I've always seriously. been up to date on it, and for the first time recently, I was like, "Man, maybe I'm getting old now because yeah, no, I have no real. idea what for they're real. talking." Yeah, no, I know. Like Mira yeah. and the girls will be saying something, and I'm like, "What does that mean?" Yeah. I'm like, "Let me Google it so I can like know and yeah. like not look dumb." Well, the TikTok comment section is a good place so to feel old. <laughs> like I'll go in the comments and I'll be like, "Man, some of these kids, I." They're talking a different language, and now I finally feel yeah. Well, all their little terms and new little like I don't know. They're I feel like they're just like cranking them out too. Like it's even stuff that I wouldn't know. Last week that I'm like, oh, like I guess that's a thing now. Did you see that one that was like this cartoon of? just Gen Zers and they're like breaking up and they're only speaking in Gen Z terms. Yes, yes, yes. I was like, oh, I didn't know 50% of the things that they were yeah. saying. I was like, well, oh my God. I think that's just what kids do because I think yeah. that's what we did when we were I guess, yeah. uh, t- teenagers <laughs> or whatever. And like, I think kids, when you turn a certain age and you start becoming your own person, yeah. You want to have something that's your own. 100%. And I think, I'm not an expert, but I, I feel like that's where like pop culture lingo comes from. Yes. And what's so interesting to me is that what kids on TikTok are saying now influences pop culture for everybody. Yes. Like, it's amazing to me how much influence young people have on the culture. Absolutely. And vice versa, how much the culture has influence on young people and I you know you don't recognize it when you're that age but I just wonder like when I was a teenager how much of like pop culture and advertising and marketing was targeted towards me and my generation that I didn't even recognize and now I see it for my younger cousins I don't know it's a trip no seriously it's wild yeah Yeah, I, I just think we had no idea and it's like it's just constantly the newest thing, mm-hmm. constantly the newest fad, the newest trend that I'm yeah. like, how does anyone keep up with this? Yeah. Like, it's out of control. Yeah. And then I'll bring it back. I haven't brought this name up in a while, <laughs> but there's a family that goes by the name of the Kardashians <laughs> that somehow they're so good at relating to every generation. Seriously. No matter what waves yeah. and twists and turns the culture Those goes girls. through, the Kardashians find a way to be in the center. I promise you. <laughs> it's an art. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Uh, that I no, respect that, them a lot. I but, do too. Well, I totally do too. Cal, I don't know if I've done this uh, on a previous episode with you, mm-hmm. but the show ha- we have a tradition here on the show. Um, that I do every once in a while. And it started with your dad, actually. Mm. Have I done this with you? I don't think so. Okay, so the first time your dad was on the show, 
uh, he told me a story about a time where he got to meet someone who he really looked up to. Mm. And to be honest, I don't even remember who it was. But this person told your dad, he was very young at the time, he gave your dad a word of advice. He said, whenever you meet somebody or whenever you leave somebody, always leave them with a word of encouragement. Mm. And uh, when your dad shared that with me, I asked him, if he would leave us with a word of encouragement. Mm. And I've done this a few times, uh, quite a few times actually with other guests and just given our guests an opportunity to leave us with a word of encouragement. Mm -hmm. And so I'd like to ask you, Cal, if you would not mind leaving me and our listeners with a word of encouragement of wisdom or um, just speaking life to, to us as we go about our days and our weeks and um, live this life that we're all living. Yes, I'd love to. I love that too. That's really great. Um, hmm. I wish I'd have like written something. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say, because it's something I can relate to in this season of my life, is you are exactly where you need to be in this very present moment Mm. everything you've done in your life has led you into being in this season good or bad ugly and it is either the season that's going to prepare you for something it's something where you're either going to experience a ton of joy but regardless of what that is you're exactly where you need to be Mm. and I find a lot of peace in that definitely Um, and also I feel like God gives you exactly what you need through this Mm. season. People, um, different places that you've experienced, but I would just find a lot in peace in knowing that regardless of how you feel in this present moment, you're exactly where you need to be. Mm. So embrace it, create space for yourself, make peace within the walls of your own soul to embrace where you're at and let it either teach you something or let it build you up and... Hopefully, whether it's the valley or if it's the mountaintop, you find the purpose and why you're here mm. in your season. Does that even make sense? That's perfect. <laughs> thank okay, you so good. much. Kyle. You're welcome. Of uh, course. That's encouraging. And thank you for being here yeah. and thank you for sharing that with us. So I love that. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of you and yeah, excited for your future. Thank you. And I'm excited to go eat some pizza with I you. I know. Me too. Yeah, we'll go do <laughs> thank that. Thank you, Josh. You're the best. Yep. You're love welcome. Hopefully, we'll get you on before you go off to the big city. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Of course. To those of you listening, thank you for tuning in. We'll be back with more episodes soon. Have a great day.